Walker said, thanks for reading. Did she? Yeah. Oh, nice. Because we talked to, I put a like an Instagram. Books. You know, have So some. then I said like, oh yeah, there's more coming out too. Oh, that's exciting. Maybe then, she'll send us some books. Maybe. That's how that works. <laughs> or a t-shirt. Do you think she has her own t-shirts? I don't know that she does. Hmm. Well, she should get some. She should. Wendy Walker, send us some t-shirts. <laughs> yeah. Are you talking about her today? No, I'm not. Oh, okay. No. Well, maybe on a different episode, she would have sent us a t-shirt. But now you talk about someone else, and then she, now you don't get a shirt. Yeah, you're right. And then... I really wrecked it. Like, Jaws just came out for mm-hmm. us now. Did the shark tweet us? The shark tweeted at us and said... Oh, as sharks do, yeah. Yeah. That's and nice. And then... Um, Old fan of the show, uh, Lauren, uh-huh. said that you need to watch Jurassic Park. You need to get on it. Okay. And she offered to be on the show and tell you about Jurassic Park. <laughs> we don't really have guests, but it's good to know. Yeah, it's good to know that we have people like ready to come on the show at any moment. Yeah. Oh, I think we have so many. I think we do, yeah. And then also, because uh, of Jaws, Jaws did well, like friend of the show galen pendleton oh yes director of the nightmare island quadrilogy yes yeah quadrology yeah. and truck stop bloodsuckers oh yeah he did that as yeah, well yeah yeah um big jaws fan nice and then same with uh oliver lassard oh oliver hi he's oliver very excited for uh jaws because we do a bunch of junk movies and he's like ah jaws that's something i can sink my teeth into and then he went <laughs> Is that how he laughs? No, none of that actually happened, but he's excited for Jaws. And a director of Resting Bike Face is going to be in the Edmonton Film Festival. Maybe by the time this comes out, it'll be right around now. So go watch that. Resting Bike Face, the one that you're in? Oh, yeah, I have a little bit. Like, I'm in it, but I'm like, I'm not really in it. I don't do much. I'm just there. At the Edmonton Film Festival? Yeah. Nice. That's exciting. Go watch all that. It's like you're famous. It's like that, but without any of the benefits. (laughs) Okay, yeah, fair. (laughs) All right, well, welcome everyone to an episode of I Love This, You Should Too. My name is Indy Rendow, and with me is my lovely and talented co-host and wife, Mrs. Samantha (laughs) Rendow. Mrs. Samantha sounds weird. Miss Samantha. Now it sounds like you're a teacher. Yes. Miss Samantha, a kindergarten teacher. Um, Coach Sam was what all my kids called me when I was coaching. <laughs> kids started calling me teacher again this week. Oh, weird. And it, it, had, it was like a throwback to in Korea where like you just call your teacher teacher. Yeah. Or I was Indie Sim. Oh. Sung Tang Nim. That's exciting. We're doing this podcast. I kind of got distracted and we just chat with each other, which yeah. sometimes we do, usually not after the first five minutes. No, so true. We lock it down and we get to business. So let's get to business. Business only today. Yeah. Well, no, because we don't make money at this. This isn't business. No. But for some business, we are members of the Alberta Podcast Network, which is locally grown and community supported. And some more business... Let's thank our first sponsor of the episode, and with Pod Power, our sponsors are making it possible for us to amplify the voices of Albertans and Alberta podcasters. This episode of the Edmonton Community Foundation is helping us give a Pod Power shout out to Is This For Real? Is This For Real is a podcast about various facets of black life in Edmonton. In the first season of the show, Breaking the Blue Wall, host Omar Salafu explores anti-black racism and policing and tells stories about policing in schools, accountability in Alberta's policing system, and the impacts of police violence on black Edmontonians. 
You can listen to the podcast and read more about each episode at isthisforreal.ca. And you can also find the podcast wherever you're listening to us right now. So go check them out. Sounds interesting. There you go. That's my business. And now we can get back to like our business. I'm just going to stop saying the word business. It's losing all meaning to me. General business? Yeah. Well, today is an in-between episode, so we'll each have a spoiler-free thing of the week. And then at the end... It's Indie Week. It's Indie Week coming up, so I'll let you know what we're watching for our big watch next week. Excellent. Well, Andy, what are you so, so into this week? What's your thing of the week? I think you... 100% know what I'm so, so into this week. I do. It took me a while to get on board, but I finally saw RRR, and I love it. It was so (laughs) good. And this week, I uh, have watched it kind of multiple times. I've told everyone I see all about it, and I've been like listening to that soundtrack on repeat. It's a good soundtrack. It's a great movie. It's a great soundtrack. So um, if you're not familiar... RRR, or sometimes called Rise, Roar, Revolt, is a Indian film from just a few months ago. It came out in 2022, and it is a over three-hour epic. I don't even know where to start talking about this movie. So I'd heard from a bunch of people that I should watch this movie, and it came very well recommended from a lot of different people. So I thought I would kind of watch it in pieces because it's a three-hour, seven-minute movie with subtitles. And sometimes that takes a while to, like, you know, pay attention to. So what I did was we came home one night. It was about midnight. You went right to bed. And I thought, I'll just watch, like, 20, 30 minutes of it. And then I'll watch it a little bit every night. And I ended up watching the entire thing (laughs) starting after midnight. So I was up real late. But... It, it captivated me. It, yeah. it got me, and it gets you right at the beginning. Uh, the next day, I was just so infatuated with this movie <laughs> that I was telling you about it. But You're all jazzed up about it. I, it was I was great. pretty jazzed. Yeah. Pretty jazzed. Pretty jazzed. I was telling you, but uh, I know selling you on a three-hour subtitled movie that's not for the podcast is a hard sell. Yes. So what I did was kind of gave you the Cliff Notes version where I would show you a scene and then uh, tell you what happens in between. Yes. So you got like a 40-minute, one-hour version of yeah, it. Yeah, it was, it was the perfect amount of time, I think. Oh, I think three hours is the perfect amount of time <laughs> because that three hours flies by. I don't know how to describe this movie. It's kind of... Fun and silly and over the top in the way the Fast and the Furious movies from like numbers five to eight are. Like they know that they're being silly and Mm -hmm. they're just going with it. But they do it so well that you're like, yeah, this is fine. But then it has fun with music, like something that like Baby Driver does. It has fights that are on the scale of like Lord of the Rings or Avengers. But then those same fights have the kind of person to person intimacy of something like Old Boy or Ung Back where every strike and kick is kind of more visceral and you can feel it while like you know on those big giant movies it's just robots punching robots and you don't really care about any of that so it has a a great combination of all of these things and also uh, it's kind of a musical too (laughs) so it, it does everything it is called rrr and they use that i think kind of after the fact they said oh yeah that stands for rise roar revolt but 
With a lot of Indian movies, when they're coming out, the working title is usually the like the most famous person's name and then like a number. So uh, one of the actors who plays uh, Beam, he he goes by uh, Junior NTR. That's what you call him. Oh, okay. And each one of these people in this has a very interesting backstory itself, but we're not going to get into all of that. But uh, Junior NTR... His next movie is called, like, if you look on IMDb now, it'll just be NTR 30 and then NTR 31 because there is 30th and 31st movies. Right. And then they title them after. So when this came out, it was Junior NTR, who is one of India's biggest stars. Right. You have uh, Ram Charan, who is one of India's biggest stars. <laughs> and you have the director, S.S. Rajamuli, who is India's biggest director. Right. And... Normally, the way they title things, it would be one of them and then a number. But you have these three huge, huge people coming together. So what do they call it? RRR for all of their three names. Oh, yeah. So that's where it came from. And it's kind of like you kind of need to know a bit of Indian cinema to understand like even the titling. But it, it just kind of lets you know that this is something epic because we haven't seen three kind of powers like this come mm -hmm. together in one movie before. So even before it came out, it was going to be a really big deal. Because I think Rajamuli has three of India's top seven grossing movies of all times. So he's like really big. And then same with those actors. Mm -hmm. So they're all giant box office draws. So and then is, they're going to do this together. This is kind of like like one of the Marvel Avengers movies where like all these huge big stars are coming together to do a movie. But I think your like Chris Pines and stuff are big because or no he's not even an adventure which that's evans chris is, evans yeah. okay you're chris evans is he's big because of captain america right it's not like oh you know who's playing captain america now brad pitt and um iron man is tom cruise and it's going to be directed by the ghost of stanley kubrick <laughs> and we're calling the movie pit cruise kubrick you'd like, be excited I don't know. That doesn't sound like a good movie. I'd be cautiously optimistic about it. Anything that... If the ghost of Stanley Kubrick does anything, I'll watch it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I realize this is already going to be a long thing of the week, but you know what? We're sticking with you. Deal it was a it. long movie to begin with. Yeah. <laughs> so now we've gotten to the title of the movie. Perfect. <laughs> so this is not a Bollywood movie. I know people think India, they think Bollywood. That's what I thought. Bollywood means uh, something from Mumbai or from that kind of cinema, which is um, Hindi. Hindi movies are Bollywood. Right. This movie is in Tagalog, which is uh, more in the south. So the they call this movie uh, a Tollywood movie because it's both uh, Tagalog and Tamil are like the languages that, that this would be in. Netflix has this movie. You can watch it there. But they have the Hindi dub, which is a shame because you're not actually hearing the language that they speak. Yeah, because there's like there's a little bit lost between them saying the words and the dub. And the good thing is that uh, the main characters, at least, are doing their own dubs in Hindi. Yes. Because in India, like, everyone speaks, like, five languages. Cause right, because there's so many languages. In yeah, there is um 22 official languages to India. They, well, India doesn't have an official language. It's Every state regional. or province has its its uh, own language, and there are 22 different ones because India is not as monolithic as we think. It's kind of like just saying uh, Western Europe. Right. Like 
It's, it's as different as Spain and France and Germany, right? right. Like India is much more vast than, yeah. we, than we think. It's their own language, their own foods, their own culture. So it's all very different. And um, Netflix has, as default, it will play in Portuguese, which is a weird choice. Yeah, that that doesn't seem like it. So then I selected to watch it in Hindi because that's closer. And in Hindi, you get uh, the English actors. You still hear them in English. And the actors are at least doing their own Hindi dub. So it's much closer. And then the songs make sense because they then the songs are also in Hindi. So this movie has been released in multiple languages, including the musical numbers. Which is wild. Yeah. For something that we generally wouldn't see here to just have like multiple language releases. Which is commonplace for Tollywood movies because the majority of India is Hindi speaking. Mm -hmm. So they usually do a Hindi version as well. Mm -hmm. And often the Hindi version will sell more than the the Tollywood one, but you get both of them. Right. Do more people speak Hindi in India? Yeah, Hindi is the the most spoken. Right, okay. And when it was Hindi, it was nice because I can understand some of it because I speak Punjabi and both Hindi and Punjabi are Aryan languages, so I can like get it. I was going to ask you how close they are. Like kind of like Spanish and French, maybe a little further. Okay, so you like can pick and choose some words. Yeah, Yeah. but um, Dugaloo is like a Davidian language, so it is uh, quite different. It's very different. I can't understand any of it, except for a few things. I think I said Davidian, like the branch Davidian. I was wondering about that. Rather than Dravidian. Dravidian. Which is the language family of like Tabal. You did say Davidian, and that is exactly where my brain went. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's actually talk about this movie. Okay. So I won't spoil it because I don't think you can. This is a thing to behold. I could tell you the whole plot and like that doesn't matter because you need to watch it to understand it. Because it is miraculous. It's kind of like a parade where different things happen one right after another. Yeah, if I describe a parade to you, you're not going to be like, oh, you ruined it. You told me everything. Yeah, it's like, no, no, like, you go watch the and parade. And then there was some dancing here, and then they went here, and then yeah. this guy died, and then like, you this can't happened? spoil an amusement park. No. Right? It was because very this strange. is as much fun as you're going to have watching a movie if this comes out in theaters i will go see it in a theater because this i feel like this needs to be seen with a group and you need to be like eating popcorn throwing it around getting up and like high-fiving your friends that's yeah you should watch this movie dance to this movie yeah you should get up and you should sing along and you should dance (laughs) around that's what this movie inspires if you want to find out if this movie is for you, maybe just watch the first 20 minutes. It gives you a good glimpse of what the movie is going to be like. Outside of, there's one moment of violence in like the first five minutes that's more um, intense and disturbing than anything else in the movie. Mm-hmm. At least I found it that way because of the context of where it was happening. Right. But outside of that, I don't think it's a particularly hard movie to watch. There is violence, but it's fun if you find throwing a tiger at someone yeah, someone weapon. throws a tiger at someone <laughs> multiple times most so many like early on and i think it's right around nine minutes to 15 minutes if you just want to see this one action sequence mm-hmm. there's a sequence where one man fights about like 600 people with a stick and his bare for hands and it's somewhere between a superhero movie where one person is stronger than everyone, but it's blended with like a, an amazing amount of um, like visceral realism, kind of like those movies like Ong Bak or Ninja Assassin, where you can feel every punch. And it's kind of so far removed from any other 
action that you see on that scale. Like in an Avengers movie, if the Hulk is punching a robot, like, I don't know, I don't feel that. Mm -hmm. But this one, there's just one guy just like pulling someone's ear or stomping their toe. Yeah. But it just happens to be that he's fighting 600 people. At yes. That point. Yeah. And it's an amazing sequence. I think the best action sequence I've seen in it's many years. It's beautifully filmed. Because there is literally really is. 600 people on the screen at once. Yeah. And you can still tell what's going on and that everybody's involved. Yeah. And it's, of course, there's a CG being used there, but it doesn't pull me out. No. There's CG throughout this movie because it's on such a grand scale that there just yeah. has to be. And none of the animals are real. Yes, right. <laughs> and they don't look the best, but I never for a moment had that detract from my enjoyment no. of it. Right? Because, like, if you look at... um. We did the Before series. You look at Before Sunrise. Like, you know what? That doesn't look as good as a Marvel movie. No, it doesn't need to. Yeah. Why, why should it? Yeah, and this is like high action and like has almost fantastical elements. It looks like being it Being able should to look. like use a tiger as yeah. a weapon. And you know what? There's a disclaimer at the beginning that says like all the animals are CG. Just like going into it. Yeah. So you, I honestly didn't even notice. And then there's also a, a dance battle. In yes. this movie? Best friend dance battle. And rather than take you out of it, like, why is there a dance and song now? It makes you want more. I was into the action of this movie, and then a dance comes from nowhere. And at first, I was a little jarred by it. And then when it was over, I was just like, yeah, give me another. Give me more songs, <laughs> yeah. because this is the greatest thing. You can kind of make an argument that this movie is like a, a postmodern musical in the sense that in a musical, it's fine for people to just break out into song. And that's just like what they do because it's an insight into their emotional core or the movie's mm -hmm. ideas. And this kind of does the same thing, but not just with song, but with action. Like you believe all of these ridiculous over the top actions because they speak to the core of those characters. They believe in something so much that, like, yeah, it's perfectly normal that they are then going to, like, swing off of a bridge and meet a best friend and make friends <laughs> while swinging through the air on fire saving a boy. Yeah. Because those are what those characters would do, and I 100% believe it. Would you say this is a movie that you need to know a little bit about, like, Indian history? No. No. I think you get something extra if you do. Right. Because you kind of filled me in on some of it. But if you just watch it as like, here's a bunch of pretty things to look yeah. at. Yeah, sure. Go for it. Here's a wild action sequence. But for that backstory, this story is about um, two real people. They're based on real people. Mm -hmm. But the people never met each other in real life, but they had kind of parallel lives. Mm. And this movie posits, like, what if these two Indian revolutionaries in the 20s were best friends and also kind of superheroes? Yeah. And the results are just uh, amazing. So the, the real characters were... Um, like, Beam was a guy who grew up in the jungle, like quite literally, mm -hmm. couldn't read or write. And, uh, of course, those lands were being taken over. So he uh, organized. He became a union organizer and learned to read and write in multiple languages. And was I think he also was eventually executed by the British because mm. the British eventually execute everyone. The British are the worst. But you love them. <laughs> Not these British. Those are the same ones. <laughs> Anyway, who's the other guy? And then Raju is the other guy, and he was a leader in the uh, in a big uh, 1922 rebellion. 
So this posits, like, what if these two guys from... They're actually part of... Uh, I think when they were alive, it was one land, one province. Oh. And that has since been separated. So having one from each is kind of like a reunion of that part, oh, which cool. is where um, the Tugalu language is and Tamil is spoken. So it's kind of a... Um, like, it is uh, an Indian movie on a whole, but it is it is specific to that one region. Right. Tol- and it's kind of Tollywood? Like yeah. <laughs> Tollywood is... Um, like, literally would be uh, Hyderabad, which is, like, the city where those studios would be. Oh, okay. Yeah. We should do more, like, po- uh, like historical figures, what if they were best friends kind of yes. movies. I think that would be a super fun way to do so stuff. So this movie, they said, like, there's no sequel or anything, but then it did so well. Now he's kind of like, well, maybe. And rather than bringing these characters back, I think you bring the actors and directors back and just have them be other, like, yeah. historical figures and yeah. do the same thing. But different plots, different characters. That would be so cool. And you call you can still call it RRR too because it's about the the three of them, right. the, uh, the actors and directors rather than the characters. Right. That would be a great sequel. Yeah, I I think we should do that with more historical figures that lived during kind of a same period. Yeah, because what do we have in the West? We have like Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Hunter. Yeah. Which was yeah, it's fine. We could do better. <laughs> and this movie is also kind of. It's an Indian nationalist movie. It's about all of the different groups that I was talking about within India coming up and like being united. And there's a song at the end about that. And they are celebrating a lot of real revolutionary figures. And right now, it's kind of like a sketchy time because what Indian nationalism looks like in India right now is the opposite of that. It's very exclusionary. It's very... um. If you're not Hindu, like, you know, beat it. It's anti-Muslim. It's Mm -hmm. anti a lot of things right now. So there's a lot, like in so much of the world, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of right-wing parties coming into power. I know there's a a little bit of backlash against the movie because of that. But if you actually look at what the movie is saying, they're being a very unifying force of India. And it's kind of uh, nationalist in the sense of like, hey, uh, stop colonizing, (laughs) which I think like that's hard to argue against. It's a good tip. Yeah, so the song at the end is really great because it I, it's a little trip through history yeah. about all the different parts of India and their different martyrs and revolutionary figures who uh, tried to uh, tried to liberate the country and did contributed all in their own ways. Aww. And I loved the um, sincerity and earnestness of this movie because. There are these yeah, these two guys become best friends and they have a full on friendship montage uh, just about two men really loving each other and, and wearing it was great. suspenders. Yeah, and then they do a friendship dance and they're always sticking up for each other yeah. and helping each other. And there is, of course, like all of these like plot twists of like, oh, this guy's evil or whatever, and you kind of go through it and their relationship goes through a lot. And I also love how this movie has like heartfelt apologies, which is not something you see in action movies. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I would like Fast and the Furious more if Vin Diesel and The Rock had um, like a dance together and like really loved each other and said that out loud. Yeah. That'd be a better movie. Yeah. And those things like uh, Marvel has a real 
detached irony with its quippiness. Like, everything has to be a joke. You can't be completely sincere. Mm -hmm. And then DC is the other way, and they take everything so seriously. Right. There's a man dressed as a bat, and it's, like, the most serious thing (laughs) ever. (laughs) They're like, we don't laugh about this. Because they're, like, trying to prove they're legitimate. Like, no, this is real. This is serious stuff. And this is maybe between those two or just, like, off that spectrum altogether because it has... So much sincerity, but not seriousness. Mm-hmm. It's light and fun, but it means it. Right. It means everything. And when it's fun, it's so fun. And when it's heartfelt, it's so heartfelt. They don't feel like they need to be wisecracking all the time to be like, mm-hmm. look, we don't take it that seriously, guys. They just go for it. Yeah. And I, I really appreciate that about this movie. Uh, the music as well is so, so good. And it comes in so many different ways. Like, first of all, the, the score, mm-hmm. which is just music that is a uh, background, is great. And the characters have themes. So, like, when this one character comes out, you get to see, hear his theme music. And then as his character changes, his theme also changes along yeah. with it. That's really cool. And then you have a straight out musical number and dance, but it's within the movie, like in the way that Cabaret in Chicago are, where the characters are playing music and singing a song and doing a dance, and the world acknowledges it as a song and dance. It's not like a musical. But then at the end of the movie, they just have like a musical type musical number (laughs) where they're on a soundstage and even the director comes out and joins in. Yeah. So it has that. And I think maybe my favorite, though, is at... Certain points, like um, in some of the action sequences, these heroic figures get songs about them that are being sung in the background. Yeah, that was pretty neat. And it goes in with the score, and it's like a very serious song, but it's also epic in scale about the character and what he's doing, which I just loved, and I wish movies would do that more. More songs in movies. Yeah, songs about what's happening. It's so cool. It was great. It's uh, just the most enjoyable movie I've watched in years. I haven't seen Nope yet, but I feel like this is my best movie of the last, like, I don't know, two, three years yeah, of the 2020s. Yeah, you said it makes you want to watch more movies. I think that's the best thing you can say about this movie is when I watched it, I want to go watch more movies. Mm-hmm. I want to see those big popcorn blockbusters. I want to go study more Indian cinema. I want to see other things that these actors and directors have done. Mm-hmm. And I've been looking that up already, so I might just be doing that in the next little while. <laughs> but yeah, it's a great movie. It's available on Netflix, unfortunately, just in Hindi, which is not the language it was was recorded in, but watch the Hindi version. If you can get the original, great. Go do that. As soon as there is a Blu-ray version, I'm going to go pick that up. (laughs) And so you kind of get got to see it. Yeah. How did you like this movie? I thought it was super fun. I mean, I grew up watching a lot of musicals and stuff and like... I went to a high school that was very musical, so I felt right at home when they were doing these big, vast musical numbers. And In your high school, though, did you also trap tigers and then wrestle them no that was uh that was an out of high school course that oh, was like okay. that was a post-secondary course yeah, right. that i didn't i didn't qualify for it so i never learned how to throw a tiger as a weapon <laughs> <laughs> but i did love just like the vastness and i as someone who puts together routines with many many people in them i really appreciated like the choreography and the scale of getting so many people to do the same thing at once so it was the, the musical numbers that did it for you. Oh, for sure, yeah. How about the action stuff? The action was very cool. Um, and I think that it 
wasn't like gratuitous violence or anything. It was... But it absolutely is. Yeah. But it's not. I, I know what you mean. Yeah, but... like it didn't seem like it, it didn't make me feel really cringy. It's not like your hostels and stuff. Yeah. It's like, look how gross this is. And they're just like crushing fingers. There's a lot of people like... getting like punched in the face. Yeah. Like, the, like you said, the first 15 minutes are probably the most violent part of the movie that I I didn't saw. show you the part that I Yeah. Was... And so like I, there wasn't, there was a moment there where I was like, eh, but I'm going to like stick with it because you were so excited about it. And I'm glad I did. And I'm glad you didn't show me that other part because like I don't love a lot of violence or yeah. like gross body things Mm -hmm. so i think it was really well done um and i liked these like big epic hero shots that they did there's so many beautiful stills in this movie i was like i want that to be a poster yeah like i want stills from this movie in our house i want that shot of beam jumping through the air with all of his tigers and yeah. antelope and oxen following and like, behind him. There's a couple times where we're like, well, there's the poster. <laughs> like, And there's one where Rom mm-hmm. is like in his kind of more traditional outfit when he's become super Rom. Oh, later with the archer. Yeah. So that's, there's also a bunch of like religious allegories in this movie. But if you don't get that, it's fine. Yeah. It was just looked epic. Yeah. It like looked, it was so cool. Better than any Marvel superhero outfit. Oh, just... for sure. That guy just looks so cool yeah. all the time when he's an officer. There's some of the best mustaches and beards in oh, any movie you're ever going to see in really this. Really well groomed facial hair. And just like, I also loved. Because it's not something I see a lot. Jacked Indian action stars. Because I don't see, like, superheroes that look like myself. No. And, of course, I don't look like that because (laughs) these dudes are are, are fucking huge. They're on, like, the Marvel diet. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) They're like Kumal Nanjiani when he became a Marvel superhero. Oh, they're more than that, though. But, yeah, Yeah. it's, like, an unattainable body type for most people. Yes. But it was impressive. Yeah. And, but then... You have these super jack dudes, and what do they do? They dance together and tell each other how yeah, much they love each other. They're like smiling and like yeah. doing a dance, which is the best part. <laughs> Maybe that might be the best part. I don't know. There's just so many good things. So I definitely say go watch it. At least watch parts of it. And I think if you watch a little bit of it, you're going to want to watch the whole thing. Yeah. So go check out RRR on Netflix or elsewhere. And it is being re-released because it is kind of getting this groundswell of support again. So I think it's currently the third highest grossing Indian movie of all time. And it is quite a ways from uh, number two and number one, but maybe it'll get there. I hope so. Mm-hmm. Let's get it there, guys. It might not because it went to Netflix and it's probably been viewed more than some of yeah. those other ones but it's not making that box office now true but right. worth it because i got to see it so it's great <laughs> exactly go check it out how about you sam what's your thing of the week um so my thing of the week is another book um and it's a book that i started probably two months ago and then it got returned to the library against my will And so I just got a copy this week. Um, I read We Were Dreamers, an immigrant superhero story by Simu Liu. And it is delightful. When it returned itself to the library, because like audiobooks auto-return, I was actually really sad because it's such a feel-good novel. And um, it's written by him. It's narrated by him. And you it's one of those really great books where you kind of get sucked into the story. 
So you know who he is, Indy, but um, he is Jung Kim from Kim's Convenience, mm-hmm. as well as Shang-Chi from the Marvel Universe. Yep. And um, he tells a story about coming to Canada as an immigrant child and um, basically how he let his parents down by not becoming an accountant or by quitting accounting and then um, trying to become a actor against his parents' will. And um, he talks about how he tried out for things and how hard it was and how it was many, many years of tiny, tiny little parts until he finally got his big break um, to be in Marvel. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and he's like Canadian kind of guy, so he was very like self-deprecating, and, but in like a fun way. He seems like from everything I've seen of him, not uh, acting. He just seems like a great guy. Oh, he I, like he totally. After listening to this book, seems like somebody I just want to be friends with. Like a he, lot of those Canadian celebrities, yeah. they're they're really doing us proud. Like between him and Keanu Reeves and Ryan Reynolds, they yeah. all seem like, like really great guys. They just seem guys. like fun guys you could have like a drink with. And Except just, for like Jim Carrey who went kind of mad. But you um, know, yeah, one out of four. But yeah, he, he seems fun. He um, talks about how hard he tried to be an accountant and um, just being gifted in math wasn't enough. Um, for him to actually want to, to do it, um, he got kicked out of his internship and um, somehow found acting. And uh, he did a bunch of silly little parts, including he was in a big Hollywood movie, but missed the second day of filming. So his friend got to be in it, but he didn't. <laughs> um, and so like little misses with fame like that until he tweeted at marvel about wanting to be shang chi and then actually getting it yeah yeah and that was years before (laughs) there there was even a movie in the works yeah he said it was 2018 after black panther had oh i guess it was more yeah after black panther had been like a huge success they said okay we're gonna bring this movie that was way back in like a different series of movies we're going to bring it forward because i guess ethnic characters are more popular now so we can we can bring shang chi forward and he was like hey uh so are we gonna talk marvel (laughs) and then he ended up getting it and uh he ended up being able to um become kind of like a like an idol to immigrant children Mm -hmm. and the children of immigrants. And he does all sorts of really cool speaking engagements. And he really seems to take on the mantle of like following your dreams as someone who doesn't always look like what you see on screen. Usually we're talking about a lot of, (laughs) a lot of jacked Asian dudes. Yeah, we are. Um, So if you are looking for a really good, feel good book um you can check out we were dreamers an immigrant superhero story by simu liu so our second sponsor of the podcast is brought to you by alberta blue cross alberta blue cross understands that running a small business is tough and they understand that business owners in alberta are busy Let Alberta Blue Cross give you peace of mind with a group benefit plan. They offer health, dental, life, and disability coverage for your employees. Alberta Blue Cross group benefit plans are easy to manage anywhere, anytime, and on any device, making it easy for you and your employees to access. To learn more,
more and explore your options, head to ab.bluecross.ca. Okay, Indy, it's time. What are we watching for next week? I don't know. What? I don't know. What? So <laughs> we did Pretty Woman last week. Yeah. And we both loved it. Mm-hmm. And so then I said, thought, oh, I'll just do a response to Pretty Woman. Right. Because that's fun. We did that a couple of times where we'll kind of have a theme going through right. a couple of episodes. Now I got all into RRR and then I thought like, oh, I could just do a response to that. But then despite being of Indian descent, I don't have a great knowledge of Indian cinema. And the mm. stuff I do like is not what you'd like. Okay. So I know you were saying that this made you want to go watch a bunch of like big Indian movies. Yeah. But the ones I like are a lot of like really quiet stories and <laughs> don't seem uh, distinctly Indian outside of, of course, the people in the setting and everything, right. but it doesn't have that that Bollywood flavor that I think you want. I want the colors and yeah. like the dancing and Yeah, the these are sad black and white movies that mm, I usually like. Not, not the same. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm gonna put it on you. Uh-oh. Would you like something, and neither are going to be just like that. Uh-huh. But would you like something that is more a takeoff from Pretty Woman? Or something that is probably a bigger reach, but maybe a takeoff from RRR? Oh, no. I don't want to be in charge of this. <laughs> Me neither, and that's why I'm throwing it to you. I'm going to say Pretty Woman. Okay. Because I feel like I have a better knowledge of whatever you're going to bring up there than with Bollywood and Indian movies. So if you did go RRR way, my pick was going to be Mother India, mm -hmm. which is an Indian epic from 1957. And it is kind of like RRR. The only thing it really has in common is uh, both the, the length and also <laughs> they are kind of about India itself. Right. So this one, it follows one woman's life and she is a mirror for the country of India right. as it has grown and changed. Yes. So does she. Right. So that's, uh, it's a good movie. We'll probably do it eventually at some point. Sounds good. But for my take from Pretty Woman, we talked about it a lot during the episode. My pick is My Fair Lady, the 1964 American musical starring my favorite Audrey Hepburn. Woohoo! And it's shocking we haven't done an Audrey Hepburn movie yeah, yet. Yeah, no Audrey Hepburn. You've seen quite a few of them. Yes. So I was only picking things that you hadn't seen. But now we're going to some where we can just go to things that you've forgotten. Because yeah. I've watched things with you and it becomes clear sometimes you don't always... Uh, it's <laughs> kind of like the first time. Yeah. So we might just do that again. So you have seen My Fair Lady. Yeah, I think I know every word to every single song in My Fair Lady. Oh, but do you remember all the plot stuff too? Some of it. Okay. Yeah. So it is a musical. It is very much like Pretty Woman. It's a poor Cockney flower girl played by Audrey Hepburn who is taken off the streets by Rex Harrison's Henry Higgins and essentially just to win a bet. He's going to turn her into a proper lady. And don't we all want to be a proper lady? Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes. And it's another one that is based on Pygmalion, and it's a big studio musical, so I don't know if we've done one of those yet either. Mm -hmm. 
I was saying that I wanted to show you some of the musicals that I like, and here is one of them. Yay! I'm excited. So My Fair Lady is not streaming nearly as much as I thought. It's easier to find Mother India for some reason. What? (laughs) Yeah. Because Mother India, you can just find on YouTube. Oh. So you can go watch that, folks. Check it out. It's not the breast print. But if you want to borrow my copy, I have a pretty good one. Yeah. And you can let me know. But if you want to watch My Fair Lady, uh, it is available for rent and to purchase on pretty much every streaming service. And you can check out your local public library and get it from there as well. Or you can just come talk to me and borrow my copy, I guess. (laughs) I was going to say, you only have one copy? I only have the one. (laughs) But by the time this comes out, we will have already watched it. So we can lend it up to someone else. Excellent. Well, I'm excited. I do, like, I remember really liking this movie when I saw it. So I'm excited to get back into it. And the songs are great. And I think we did Pygmalion when I was in high school. Oh. So I think I'm pretty sure I've read the book, too. And you've just come off Pretty Woman, so you're ready for it. I'm ready. And we'll do, we'll sing along. And also, like Mother India, this is a long movie. <laughs> yes. So it does have an intermission. Yes. Uh, where you can go, uh, you know, get more popcorn, yeah. go to the bathroom, everything like that. <laughs> so check it out. Watch 1964's My Fair Lady and meet us back here next week. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye.